There was one man who Jesus himself said was the greatest man born of woman. As we study through the life of John the Baptist, we will discover why God used him in such a powerful way. Join us now for today's study. Aren't you grateful to God for family? Now, the Bible says in the Old Testament that the Lord setteth the solitary in families. You see, God always designed that we be connected to one another. That's why in the Garden of Eden He established the home. He established family. No one stands by themselves. You didn't get here by yourself. You're not going to make it by yourself. We're journeying right now with John the Baptist and though he is a very prominent character, I'm showing you now the setting, the context of his life, the home that he grew up in, if you will, the, the place where so much was put into him that would be drawn out of him the rest of his life. We're looking at John the Baptist's family. We looked at this first family on our last episode and we talked about this couple serving the Lord faithfully together, a dad who knew how to pray, a mother who was a humble, holy woman. And yet, in that home, it's very important to notice that Zacharias and Elizabeth took their responsibility for raising John the Baptist very seriously. We read most about this family in Luke chapter number 1. And if you come to the end of Luke chapter number 1 and verse number 80, the Bible says of John the Baptist, "...and the child grew and waxed strong in spirit and was in the deserts till the day of his showing unto Israel." Well, may I ask you, how did the child grow and wax strong in spirit? You see, God was working in him, but God was working through his father and through his mother. Now, I'll remind you, this was not a perfect family. And maybe today you're thinking, there's so many things in our home we need to fix. Maybe you're thinking, God needs to straighten somebody else in the family out. Well, step back just a moment. Look at your own life. There's no perfect person and there's no perfect family. As a matter of fact, in this same chapter, Zacharias had his doubts. Uh, he was an old man, didn't believe that God could give them a child. And so the angel said, fine, I'm going to give you a sign. You're not going to be able to speak to the days born. And so Zacharias lived months uh, as a dumb man, unable to speak. His faith had to grow. Uh, he had to trust that the greater father knew what he was doing. And so this is not a perfect family. They, they have their struggles and their stress and their strain just like you do. And yet these were very sincere Christians. These were people that knew God, that desired to do their part. Zacharias, as far as we know, though he was a priest, never preached to great groups of people like his son would. Uh, Elizabeth, though she has a wonderful testimony. My wife and I even loved the name so much we, we gave our middle daughter uh, her middle name was Elizabeth and spelled the very same way because we admired this woman so much. But she's not nearly as famous as Mary, the mother of the Lord Jesus. And yet they took their assignment, their God-given assignment seriously. And what was that assignment? Their assignment was the same assignment all parents are given and that is to bring up their children in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Do you know what the name John means? 
It means gift of Jehovah. Think of that just a moment. It was as if God said to them, I'm giving you a precious gift. Remember, God's the one who named him. God said, you're going to name him John. Now, that's why when they wanted to name him after his daddy, God opened Zacharias' mouth on the day John was born and said, no, no, don't name him Zacharias, name him John. Why? Because he learned this is a gift from God. May I tell you, all children are a gift from God. Lo, children are a heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is His reward. That's what the Bible says. As a matter of fact, the first mention of children in Scripture is Genesis chapter 4, verse 1. You'll remember Adam and Eve had a child, and as soon as she had the child, she said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. Law first mention, every child is from the Lord. That's why abortion is so despicable. That's why the abuse of children is so wicked and rotten. Because we're taking the precious gift of God and we're murdering it. We're abusing it. Oh, God forgive our, our nation and God forgive us. And God help us to take our assignment more seriously. I want you to consider for just a moment not only the individuals in this family, but the instruction that went on in this family. Did it ever dawn on you how John the Baptist learned who he was? Verse 15, the angel tells his father, Your son shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb. Well, let me ask you, who taught John about being a Nazarite? There are only a handful of men in Scripture known as Nazarites. There's Samson, there's Samuel, and there's John the Baptist. Now, that was an unusual thing, a very unique thing, a mark of purity and holiness. Who taught him to to keep away from strong drink? Who taught him not to cut his hair? Who taught him not to touch dead animals? Who taught him what it meant to be filled with the Holy Spirit? I submit to you, Zacharias and Elizabeth must have done that. You see, the greatest classroom on earth is the Christian home. It is the place where instruction is to be given. Someone had to teach John the Baptist about God's purpose for his life. I'm thinking now of that great proverb, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. My friend, are you training up your children in the way they should go? Are you teaching them and instilling in them the great truths of God's Word? You see, Zacharias would have known the Old Testament very well. Isaiah 40 talks about the coming of John the Baptist. Malachi chapter 4 talks about the coming of John the Baptist. I believe Zacharias would have used the Scripture, the very Word of God, to teach John about his place and purpose in the work of God. Can I tell you, some things never change. There's no greater way to instill character and purpose for life than teaching your children the Scriptures. Because God's Word is more powerful than your words. You think, well, I can teach them. I can convince them. No, you can argue and debate. But if you really want to put something great in their life, put the Word of God in them. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. It's interesting, but early in the chapter, Zacharias speaks with some unbelief and questions. But in the end, he speaks in faith about his son. And he speaks in faith to his son. Read it for yourself. Read all of Luke chapter number 1. And you're going to hear Zacharias stand up and say, Look, blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people and hath raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. Friend, I will tell you, 
When a boy, a young child, hears his daddy speak that way, speaking in faith, it's going to leave an indelible impression on him for the rest of his life. I'm testifying now. My father's a man of great faith in God. In our home, he spoke in faith. He spoke much about the Lord. He lifted up Jesus to me. And as much as I admire my earthly father, he made much of my heavenly father. He, he reflected his image so much to me that I wanted to know God and find God's purpose for my life. You know, it seems that Zacharias and Elizabeth both must have died before John's ministry commenced. You remember they were old and well-stricken in years when he was born. And yet, this is beautiful, they taught him enough that he followed God even in their absence. Isn't that the great goal? Daniel in the Old Testament got enough in his heart before he was 18 that when he was shipped off to Babylon, he was still true to God. Mom and dad were not there. No one was looking over his shoulder. But he was living in the presence of Almighty God. John the Baptist would live and minister out in the desert. He would live and minister without Zacharias and Elizabeth, but their influence lived on in his life. Their instruction rang in his ear. Oh, my friend, the greatest ministry you and I have is the ministry we have in our own home. Let's begin today to speak much of the Lord. Let's begin today to read the Word of God together. Let's begin today to talk in faith to our children and to testify about the goodness and faithfulness of our God. And then let's pray that our children like John will come to know and fear and serve the Lord. This is the way to enjoy the journey together. Thank you for joining us for today's study. On our website, scottpauley.org, you'll find a link through which you can invest in the gospel. Would you consider giving a gift to help us extend God's word to others? You'll also find many other encouraging resources. Until we are together again, may God help you enjoy the journey.